she want a vibe That's a vibe Yeah, uh, that's a vibe It's a vibe hey, That's a vibe Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, that's a vibe Oh, it's a vibe And that's a vibe Yeah, that's a vibe She want a vibe That's a vibe, yeah Christmas vibes all around. Happy holidays, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, from your host, myself, Justin Belanger. Today's episode of the High Button Podcast is brought to you by ProLineStadium.com, Atlantic Canada's home court for great sports betting. Free throws and free plays. A new promo offer has arrived to ProLine Stadium. Head to alc.ca or ProLineStadium.com and you can earn up to $50 in parlay tokens each week on basketball. Now until December 24th, 2023, Making a wager of $15 or more on a two or more pick parlay that includes basketball on fantasy will earn you a $10 ProLine token that can be used on a ProLine parlay that includes basketball events. Maximum of five tokens can be earned each week. Tokens expire January 31st, 2024. Bet on ProLine all season long at ProLineStadium.com or download the ALC app. Must be 19 years of age or older. Please play responsibly. Hope everyone's having a great holiday season out here. Uh, I guess not out here, wherever you are. I know here in Atlantic Canada, we're getting some rain, getting some wind. That's pretty much on standard weather for December. Hoping for a white Christmas. We'll see what happens. All you uh, snowbirds heading down to Florida this time of year, God bless you. I hope you have a great time down there. Catch some rays for me. I'm pale as a ghost. Today on the High Button Podcast, we have Matt Anthony, one of my favorite guests to have on this show. He's been on before maybe two, three times, uh, although he's he's a mom's basement guest. He's way back. Uh, past four years, assistant coach, Cape Breton Eagles. He was the interim head coach for a bit there as well. Uh, he was the head coach at Newbridge before uh, signing on in Cape Breton. He also coached for the Cole Harbor Major Midgets back in 2014-15. Playing career, played for Cole Harbor as well. Moved on to Junior A, playing for the Halifax Wolverines and the Weeks Crushers. Then going on to play for the Brookfield Elks and the East Hants Penguins, his home, I guess you could say, little nook, little corner of the world. God's country, as he likes to say. Uh, I hope everyone enjoys this. I know I will. Ants, one of the best uh, one of the best guys out there. Here we go. You know what comes next. <laughs> Matt Anthony Ants, welcome back to the show, sir. How are you? Yeah, thanks, Belly. Uh, good, man. Like uh, it's been a minute since I've been here. You know, the place looks great. Every time I come back, there's a it's a little step up, a little more. So oh, I'm I'm doing good though. Happy to be home for the holidays. Yeah, yeah. Is it, it? I always I was just saying to Jeff right before you got here. I was like, we got a, the ice jam coming up in January, and if it were up to me, I'd want it to start tomorrow. I just want to get back into it. I'm not a big sit down and like I love family. And I love resting, sure, somewhat, but I just wish we could just get right into it. How, how do you feel, like, with the break? Do you wish you could just go, or do you do you need it? Well, yeah, I mean, definitely a little bit of a break is needed. Like, I've been in the in the rink every day since the 1st of August, like, you know, so, um, you know, you get, it, it, it's obviously a grind, um, so getting a few days off, but here I am, you know, the first day I got back, I was I was on with East Dance Minor Hockey for three hours, and then... Last night I went to the Truro game to check out one of our prospects, so <laughs> I haven't really stepped away from the rink. Um, uh, but yeah, it's good to get home for a couple of days, and but definitely excited for the second half of the season. Yeah. It's not a rest; it's like a it's a like get out of the root, routine, kind of a reset. Yeah, yeah, reset. Yeah, yeah, it's the best. It's good. It's yeah. a reset. I just can't sit still. I gotta something. I gotta I gotta try to do something. I just can't sit. Yeah, it's tough. Um, but no, congrats on uh, congrats on everything. Like you know, four years. I know you're the intern head coach for a bit. That must have been a really cool experience for you. And being with Cape Breton in that organization and being so close to home, having friends all the you know around. Um, I don't know. Has the past four years flown by? Is that correct? Four. Uh, this is my fifth. Now. Fifth. Okay. Yeah. The hockey DB said four, but you're yeah. in five. Yeah. They haven't updated this season yet, so I think. That's... I looked at a Matt Anthony. It said you played for the Windsor Spitfires. Yeah, that's like, a, that's the goalie. Um, yeah, there's a goalie by the same name. I actually got a, f- a few pieces of fan mail um, last year, the year before, from uh, you know the the autograph seekers and stuff yeah. that send cards to the boys. And... But it says underneath, assistant coach for Cape Breton. 
So that's why I'm oh, like, so wait. They, they put the wrong <laughs> guy in, yeah. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I get mixed up with him quite a bit. He actually played in Yarmouth uh, for a year or two and then played at Dow, so he's got some East Coast ties. Have you I've ever never, met him? I've never met him, but um, we definitely get mistaken for each other a little bit on the on the hockey DB. But, yeah, how, how have the past five years been? Quickest five years of your life, yes or no? Uh, yes. Yeah? Yeah, I, yes and no, I guess. Um, you know, obviously with COVID, kind of slowed it down a little bit, but uh, – it's been great, man. Like, obviously, worked for a few different head coaches, um, learned from all of them. You know, I had a little taste there myself, that w- which was great. Um, and the assistant coaches, too, goalie coaches, you know, Charles Grant. Um, didn't really know him before. Went to his wedding this summer, you know. So things like that is is, is really neat, you know, developing the relationships with all the players. Um, you know, it's, it's weird to see the – the overagers, the 20-year-olds in the league this year, are the 16-year-olds when I started. So yeah. kind of seeing them come full circle. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's, it's flown by. I, I never thought I'd live in Cape Breton, as I've probably said before, but now I can't picture myself anywhere else, honestly. Do, do you ever get homesick? I feel like Cape Breton's like that perfect distance where if you ever need to be home, you can get home. Yeah, exactly. That's, and, you know, it's close enough that, you know, my friends and family can pop up for, you know, m- mom and dad usually come up whenever we have a back to back on weekends and, yeah. and things like that. And I've always got friends and family, you know, whether they're up there for, their kids hockey or or uh, soccer or whatever it is you know everybody always knows i'm there and uh get to meet up with a few people you know that through that way and um but yeah it's been and and now i you know it's uh you establish those relationships in town too you know with with everybody from the the cashier at the grocery store to you know the the bartender at steel city showed out steel city and and uh, you know things like that so um you know i'm not a I don't want to claim to be a Cape Renner, but uh, I'm getting closer. Yeah, that's not a bad thing. That's yeah, a great thing. Exactly. Good people skills. Yeah. Well, you're coming from East Hans. You already got good people <laughs> yeah. skills. But um, and, and I think one of the most rewarding parts of your job, correct me if I'm wrong, is seeing people move on and to do great things, not just in hockey, but in life and school, whatever it may be, um, watching people develop. But in terms of yourself, have you seen growth in the past five years of from when you first started in Cape Breton to now? A hundred percent. I think, um, you know, getting to work, at that level with so many good people, um, front office, you know, different general managers and getting to connect with, uh, you know, other coaches around the league and, and around hockey and, um, always looking to improve. And I, I feel, you know, sitting here today, I'm a, I'm a lot better coach than I was before, you know, the last time I was sitting here to the, you know, um, to now and, uh, always looking for ways to improve. And, um, Somebody said the other day, just when you think you know everything about hockey, you don't know anything. So yeah, I think that rings true, and and it's always, it's always important for for us as coaches to to make sure we're developing and and pushing ourselves, and so that we can do the same thing with the players. What's one trick that you learned, like in the trade, to maybe get a point across to a player that maybe you couldn't, like in year one in Cape Breton to now? Like, what are some of the techniques you use to go, okay, look, you messed up that play, but you got another shift here. Let, let's figure this out. What are some techniques that you learned? Yeah, I think, um, you know, the big thing is is the video. Um, you know, we talk about video every time, but just the it's different for different guys. Like some guys um, will come off the ice after a shift, after messing up, and they'll want to see it on the iPad right away. Yeah. And, you know, I've learned that some guys that's good for, you know, like some guys actually, but then other guys want to see it and, and you see a trend where they see it and then it keeps happening. So sometimes you're like, no, you're not looking at that like type thing. Just forget about it. So, um, you know, learning each guy's kind of, for me, uh, specifically with the D because, um, you know, I'm, I'm on the back end and just knowing each one of those six guys in the lineup's personality, whether, you know, they want to, whether they want to see it or not, whether it's good or not to show them type thing. And yeah, some, yeah. some guys I'll wait, I'll say, listen, forget about it we'll look at it in the intermission you know and i'll pull them pull them yeah. out of the dressing room and we'll take a quick look at it and talk through it so things like that i, I think uh, i've grown a lot more comfortable with just identifying triggers for for each guy and, yeah um being able to kind of make those adjustments on the fly i had this conversation with john greenwood about being the assistant coach and being able to have like personal relationships with players and when you got named interim head coach i was wondering i didn't text you about it but i i, I was wondering did did you miss because when you're the head coach, not that you have to be that hard guy, but maybe you can't have that close of a relationship to players because you got to be, you know, got to be a dick every now and then. Maybe did when you were in that interim head spot, did, did you miss maybe that, that that connection with the players on a maybe more personal level that they can come to you if something's wrong? Yeah, it was uh, it was a little different because it was mid season, yeah. you know, and and you're kind of in that assistant coach role already. Like I, I I feel like it would be different if 
you know, you were an assistant coach and then get named head coach going into the following year. You still have some of those guys and relationships, but it's, you know, a fresh start where middle of the season, it was, uh, it was tough to, you know, yeah. for, for guys to get out the image of, of assistant coach me, yeah. you know, versus, and, you know, certainly I, I changed a little bit, but, but not much, you know, <laughs> like, um, that's just my personality. Like the relationship thing is, it's huge for me, whether I'm an assistant coach or, you know, hopefully one day as a full-time head coach, um, the relationship side of things is, is arguably my biggest strength. I feel it's my Definitely. biggest strength. So, um, I don't want to get away from that. I don't want to, you know, try to be something I'm not. I think that's what's made me successful so far. And I think that's, you know, something that I'm going to lean on for the rest of my career. Yeah. I like that. Well said yeah. in terms of like the league, in terms, excuse me, of the league, like changing over the past couple of years, speed, skill, IQ. I, I've, I had this conversation with uh, Daryl Young, the not the other day, like a month ago, about how the game has changed from when you and I used to play till now. He's like, yeah, like the speed, the, the speed is there, the skills there, but like the hockey sense isn't maybe there from when you and I were there, but the skill and the speed is. What, what does that mean in the Quebec Maritime Hockey League now? Yeah, the new league. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think certainly the the speed and skill is is remarkable. Um, the obviously with fighting leaving, it's a little different now. It it was a bit of an adjustment period the first month or so. I think you know a lot more scrums and um, you know guys acting a little tougher than normal because they knew they couldn't do anything about it. But I think uh, it's got everybody's kind of settled into it. There's you know oh, yeah, yeah I, I I found like it's not like a overly dirty. You know, there's not a lot of uh, extracurriculars that I think happened before. Like I said, it's still the adjustment period, but um, it's really shown, I think, the the skill involved in the league and the parity in the league, too. Like, you look at our league this year, you know, one through – obviously, Bay Camo is doing something really spectacular with with their record. I think it's tied for the, the best record after the halfway point ever, um, I think, with the 2013 Mooseheads. No way. Yeah. I think I saw that stat on Twitter the other day. Like, But uh, – any team still can win on any given night here. Like, you know, you look at our uh, conference in particular, um, you know, from third, fourth place to 12th place or eighth place, it's, it's pretty, pretty tight. So I Very think, tight. yeah, I think you see everybody being able to showcase their skill. Um, the hockey IQ, I still think there's, you know, guys can, can really carve their niche, find their spot, find their role in this league as a, as a hockey IQ guy, you know, especially younger guys that, haven't developed fully, you know, physically yet. Uh, if you can think, you can you can carve out a spot. Like one one name that comes to mind for me, a uh, local guy to hear, um, Callum McCoy, uh, playing for us this year. Uh, fourth round pick, um, you know, still you know got to put some some weight on and get bigger and stronger. But he uh, and he's a guy that you know um, wasn't getting in the lineup every day, every game, the first bit of the year. And but he was a guy when he got in the lineup. You know, he was forcing us to keep him in there, and he's, you know, that. he's not the biggest, he's not the fastest, he doesn't shoot the hardest, but you look, I think he's leading our team in plus minus. You know, he's got seven or eight points in, you know, 17, 18 games as a 17-year-old rookie, and um, the big biggest part of his game is, is his hockey IQ and just being able to, you know, it's it's nice when, uh, you know, you, you you tell a guy something once and then it's like it's a, the light bulb clicks for him and and now he's doing it all the time and now you know as he gets older he's going to be able to continue to progress um based on that and then you add in the speed and the size that's going to come for him how old is he 17 oh yeah and he's a late late birthday yeah. too he's a, so his nhl draft not till next year okay um but yeah he's a former gull and a former mac he led the max in scoring last year he was oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. You're, you're at that age group or you're coaching that age group that you get to see that development really go with, you know, with puberty and everything. So like muscles coming in and you were like, imagine seeing Drake Batherson did what he did in yeah. junior from game one to when he was in Armada. Like imagine being able to be behind the scenes and see that confidence grow yeah. and then see where he is now. Like, you, you get to witness that on a day to day basis. I, well, it, That's like, magic. If you ask me, like, that's crazy. Seeing Ivan Ivan go from, yes. uh, you know, a 17 year old, uh, skinny 17 year old kid from, from, check that could barely speak english to you know becoming a, a man with tree trunks for legs and just dominating out there last year as a 20 year old um that that for me is seeing seeing you know that growth and and you know keeping tabs on him this year he's having a pretty good year in colorado um 
and I, you know, that's, that kind of speaks to your point of seeing guys come full circle and seeing them go through that growth. And, um, you know, he's a guy that certainly comes to mind from starting out as a, as a teenager and, and leaving as a man. Well, what do you think the biggest, like, hurdle is for guys in major junior hockey of getting to that guy that's putting up 20 points to the guy that's putting up 50 points? Is it the, the problem of thinking the game too quick but can't act on it? Well, like, what's the biggest issue from that 20-point guy to the 50-point guy? Well, I think I think a lot of it, a big part of that is, is the age. Like, you know, oh, yeah. you see a lot of guys go from, like, look at Jeremy Minville this year um, in Gatineau. He, he scored two goals last year to this 18-year-old. And now I think he's got 23, 24 in the first half of this year. You know what I mean? Like just that step from – it's a little different for, you know, the top, top-end guys. Obviously, you know, the the young studs are – you know, the Catafords and guys yeah. like that are going to score. The Cam Squires are going to – you know, these guys are scoring 30, 35 goals at 17 Dume. years old. Dume. But, you know, for your average Quebec League player, um, you know, that jump from 18 to 19. And even sometimes you see guys make that jump from 19 to 20. Like look at Alex Doucette last year. Um it was always a really solid player, but you know something finally clicked and figured out at at night from that jump from nineteen to twenty to go from a thirty forty point guy to a, a hundred plus point guy yeah. and, and sign an NHL deal. So I think uh, it's different for everybody, but I think that you know the 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 like I said the average everyday Quebec League player um, being able to get that experience and then figure out the next step on their own, you know. And sometimes that just takes time, yeah. you know, more than anything, more than a, you know, extra, because everybody's doing extra, you know, the guys are staying on the ice afterwards, you know, are working they? on, oh yeah, for the most part, yeah, okay. like. It wasn't like that when we were no, going around. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I, I, I had to kick guys off the ice sometimes because they're, we're, they want to stay out there all day, right? Like, um. Like, boys, you got to go to school here, let's go. Yeah, yeah, but uh well, we were, we were practicing in the afternoon, so they were they were at school before, so they they don't have anywhere to go. But, um, but yeah, like guys are always always wanting to stick around and work on their shots or work on you know specific retrieval skills for D, you know, fast feet, like things like that. So, um, which is great. A hundred percent. That's one thing I wish I was instilled. I wish it was instilled at me at a younger age. Like I was good, but I didn't think i could get better yeah. like when i was 17 i'm like this is as good as it gets and i'll, yeah. I'll try but i'm not gonna you know like i wish i just had that little that little edge that step little step outside the comfort zone sure, a little bit sure yeah. you just don't look at the opportunities i don't know i just i don't know it just wasn't in my cards i guess but to be able to see it from young guys from what you're saying like you got to force them off the ice yeah that's what i'm about now yeah like maybe not on the ice but in here like that's what i'm about that's me you know me sarah's too, gotta man. call me up there justin supper now i'm working like yeah. you know like you know i love that stuff now yeah it's great to see, and like the league is. I went to a Musa game the other day, and I'm sitting up, you know, lower bowl, but in the upper part of it, and you see some of this skill that these kids are doing in the neutral zone. I'd be terrified to do a little toe drag in the neutral zone as they move it over to the centerman coming out with full speed with a defender three feet from them. You're like, how does he have the balls to make that pass? Yeah. You just in our day, it's dump and change and get to the guy in front of the net. I don't know. It's just incredible the confidence. I think. Yeah, it's that's that's a good word for it. Everybody has, and and that's the, you know, when guys are playing with confidence, when you have that much skill and ability, and and you have that confidence, and um, you know, I think I heard Biz and Wit talking about it the other day. When you have that confidence, everything comes easy, and and you feel invincible. And sometimes, and that's the other end of the 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 stick, right? When guys are struggling with their confidence, it's tough to to get them back, yeah. you know, right away, and and that's where. You know, guys go in little ruts and, and you know, score the streaks. Like, uh, you know, I, Luke Patterson, um, for us, is, is a – Yeah, I love Patty, too. He's he's a – We he's interviewed a him when he was in Moncton, like, at the Ice Jam, like, years ago. Yeah. Years ago. Yeah, he's a, he's a beauty, and, and uh, he's a kid that, you know, obviously had a, a great year at 16, you know, Telus Cup MVP, MVP of everything, scored everything, and then, you know, had a had a had a great start for us last year as a 17 year old. Um, was like a point a game through the first 12, 15 games, and then broke his broke his hand, and you know missed a significant amount of time, and that kind of slowed him down a little bit, and he couldn't really get back into the rhythm the second half of the year when he came back, and then coming into this year's his 18 year, um, you know. He was playing well, you know. He he works his butt off every shift. He's hard on pucks. He forechecks hard. He's got skill, um, 
but the puck just wasn't going in the net for him, right? Like, I think I don't think he had a point in the first 18 or 19 games. Ugh. You know, had a couple goals called back on, like, millimeter offsides and things like that. And But he stuck with it, you know what I mean? He stuck with it, and now he finished, uh, you know, I think he had 10 or 12 points in the last 10 or 12 games before. Oh, boy. So, Luke. like, you know, he finished – we played this weekend. He's finishing on our first line with Squires and Burbage and, and uh, scored a huge goal for us uh, in Charlottetown and, uh, and in Moncton and – um, but the, those are the kinds of things, you know, the stick with itness is, is great to see him get rewarded. And yeah. I know, you know, I, I think if, if anybody didn't want to get to that Christmas break yeah, for us, yeah, it was yeah. probably him because, yeah. it, you know, the stick's really hot right now. And, yeah. But, uh, but yeah, expecting him to come back and keep doing those things in the second half. Talking about confidence. Did you hear, um, McKinnon's quote yesterday? No. How he feels like the game is really slow for him right now. That was a really cool yeah. quote and how yeah. he described how he's playing. He goes, to be honest, I'm just thinking very clear, and the game feels very slow right now. I think it was like 17 points in the past 10, 13 games, yeah. something like that. The games are on. I'm not watching the games. I'm watching the highlights, but just really cool quote in terms of confidence. Yeah. Just the game is slow. It's not that difficult to him. Just a rare state of mind to be able to flow through a game of hockey. It's, yeah. it's, it's fun to watch. It's exactly like, uh, you know, the guys in, in baseball, you talk about, you know, the, the ball's coming in yeah. the size of a watermelon. Yeah. You, you know, you're just, you can't miss it, yeah. right? And and obviously when a guy like Nate gets on in that kind of mind frame, then <laughs> look out everybody yeah. else, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, but yeah, that's that's true at the junior level too. Like sometimes guys just get in that, that headspace of, okay, like, and you just know before the game that they're going to put up, you know, three points and – and uh and do all the right things but um but yeah no that's that's a really cool quote yeah really cool hockey's a weird one you just i i don't know about you but in warm-up i knew if i was gonna have a good game or bad game i could prepare the same way eat the same thing take the same nap but i just knew in warm-up if it was gonna be a couple goal night or if it was just gonna be a an okay night i just i just knew it was weird it was just a out-of-body thing yeah you could just if you play long enough you know yourself in terms of like an athletic standpoint, I just don't no. feel great tonight. Like I don't got it tonight. Like yeah, yeah, I'm gonna have to chip a few more pucks tonight. Yeah, <laughs> but that's the difference. I think guys that like know that they like, oh man, I'm, I don't know if this is the night. So you got to find a different way to make an impact. Exactly. And I think that's the difference between the guys we're talking about that, you know, can make a career out of it and can't. Yeah, just, yeah. They what, know. what are you doing for the team uh, when you're at your worst? You mm. know, like can you still be a contributor? Can you still, mm. you know, get something done yeah. when when you're not feeling 100? percent Yeah. I don't know too much about uh, the World Junior Team this year. I was wondering if you could enlighten myself and, and the viewers, if, if you know, like, guys on the team and how you think they're going to match up against other teams. Yeah, I think, um, you know, it's kind of crazy. I, I don't believe – I've never – I haven't looked into it, but I don't think that there's ever been four Q defensemen on, on the World Junior Team, which is pretty cool. Um, the whole back end, you know, with Russo, St. Hilaire, um, Luno, uh, Warren – Furlong and um, who else? Uh-oh. From the, uh, hold on, Luno, Warren, I'm gonna Furlong. Throw. Oh, Lamaru, that Lamaru, the there big guy, go. big guy. Um, so that's pretty cool. Um, I don't know too much, honestly, about the the Western League guys, and but I, I, from what I've heard and from what you know, the scouts have told me and things like that, like it's us's tournament to lose oh yeah like i, I think they're a pretty big powerhouse okay the uh, cutter goche and uh you know all these guys like um i think i think canada's gonna be right there though and especially getting uh poitras back from boston that just came out yesterday yeah i saw uh, that um, so he'll help a lot but um listen i've we've I've faced Mathis Rousseau enough to know that if he's in the net, they've got a chance to win every game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no matter who they're playing, but, um, but yeah, no, I think, I think it'll be exciting. I think it, it's, it's, uh, it's always fun to watch the world juniors and, and see some guys and I'm excited to watch Celebrini, um, yeah. and see what he's all about. And did you hear some of the things they were saying about him when he was here for the BioSteel camp? Like uh, apparently he wasn't allowed on the ice with the players during like the practices or something. Okay. So he would have to go on afterwards and apparently just like, you know, two, three hours by himself shooting pucks. Yeah. Just same thing. Boy, they'd have to kick him off. Like, you're ruining the ice. You got to get off here. Yeah. Just obsessed. Like guys that were just lingering around HM, uh, HRM four pad, they would just watch him. And he just one spot, shoot pucks. No one's feeding him. He's just a little quick little, just obsessed. Yeah. And apparently in the game, he's, he, he stood out. Like, he was with the guys. He, he didn't look like uh, he didn't belong. 
Yeah. Apparently, he was just like, he was there. Yeah. So, so we'll see. You know, you see how electric, uh, you know, Bedard was last year. Is it going to be similar type performance by Celebrini, you know? And I've never seen the kid play live, but, uh, you know, all signs point to him being pretty dang good. Where's so. he from? Ontario. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. But he <laughs> plays He plays in the States. Yeah, he plays for BU. Yeah. You see his chin guard? Is they, They're making him wear a, a cage. It's out to here. <laughs> it's out here. And we'll see. Go fishbowl. That was it's, speaking of that. It was weird last night watching. It was my first junior a, live junior A game this year. Since oh, they Truro? Brought, yeah, yeah, in Truro and seeing half the guys wearing cages was was a weird sight. Oh, they have. So the CJHL, like the junior A in Canada, brought it in this year. That so nineteen and twenty year olds. Yeah, it's it's being grandfathered in basically. So like all the nineteen and twenties are still wearing visors, and everybody else is wearing full cages. So it was, it was, it's just weird seeing half and half, you know, like it's one thing to have all cages or all visors, but it was, it was weird seeing half and half. I don't want to get into that. Eh, <laughs> that's just, it's, yeah. What are you supposed to do when you get to the next level and you're, everyone's wearing a visor? It, it's not like it makes that much of a difference, but yeah. But yeah, no it's a badge of honor. You get a little cut. I already ranted about that. I love a little cut. <laughs> I played hockey. I got a little chipped tooth. Yeah, badge exactly. of honor. Exactly. I love a badge of honor. Exactly. Buddy goes, can you fix my tooth right away when I got it chipped out? I said, no, I'm going to walk around for a bit. Badge of honor. Don't fix me up <laughs> quite yet. <laughs> no one knows I'm a hockey player. <laughs> I, I love it. Do you have to wear a neck guard in the queue? Yeah. Yeah. You see Ferk? Oh, it was a tough one. Yeah. I don't know. It was a little off balance. His feet shouldn't have been up, but it was a weird one. Yeah. At five games he got, you sent me? Mm. Yeah, five games, but yeah, can't mess around with that right that's, now. That's like, and even before, you know, the unfortunate incident that happened overseas, like, that's one thing that whenever I go out with minor hockey teams and, and things like that, whether it's in Sydney, whether it's in East Tance, um, you know, I, I, I really feel coaches need to stress the importance of the neck guards uh, at the minor hockey level. I'm like, boys, the guys on our team are wearing neck guards every practice, every game. Like, it's not it's not uncool to wear a neck guard. you mm-hmm. you got to wear a neck guard, and that's one thing that I, if – any minor hockey coaches listening, I think well, it's probably a little more prevalent now, mm. but, but even before, like make sure the kids are wearing neck guards and mouth guards. Like our guys had to wear mouth guards too, every practice, every game. Like, so, um, I think, I think that's super important and, um, just something I wanted to touch yeah. on. Did, did you watch the, the moose heads behind the scenes thing? That first episode, did you see that? No. Midge was in it and it was at training camp and one of his speeches to the team, like right as it started, he goes, boys, I hate cool hockey. If you are out there and your chin strap is up, you know, it's supposed to be up, do it up. If you don't have a mouth guard in, you know, you're supposed to have a mouth guard in, have a mouth guard. In. And I love how he said, I hate cool hockey. And yeah. I, I know what he meant, but I just, I love that quote. I hate cool hockey. And that's exactly what that is. The chin strap out, the, like, you know, were you at that Pittsburgh game when Sid was here? No. If, when he got the standing O, um, it was right before O Canada and all the boys, they had their helmet off and everything. That's fine. Right before O Canada. But Sid, no, no, no. He, he's, it's, it's, it's up. It wasn't loose. It was, it was done right up. And that's just, that's Sid. I, it's not cool hockey. That's, that's just Sid. And that's, I, I just love that. That's Sid. That's Sid. He's doing it up. He's, he does the chin street. General, like, he's just, yeah. he's a leader. Yeah. But uh, no, it's a big issue with gear right now in hockey. And I get it. It is uncomfortable, the neck guard, but it's your life. You got you got guys in the NHL wearing it. You can wear it in junior. Exactly. And you can wear it in minor hockey. I didn't even. I can't believe you even brought up minor hockey. I just assumed it's, everyone, you, there's kids not wearing it well, in minor I'll, hockey. Yeah, like I'll go, I'll see, like even if I'm just at a rink where a practice is going on, I'll notice that some of the kids not wearing neck guards and things like that. I just think it's. That's on the parents. You oh, well, it's on the, yeah, and the, the coaches. And you the know. coaches, for sure. But. Yeah, so that's that. That's one of my, grinds my gears is when I see, you know, minor hockey guys out there skating around with no no neck guards on. Like, I went out for a minor hockey practice in Sydney earlier this year, and I, I sent a kid off the ice to go get, get his neck guard on. I was like, man, you're not staying out here without a neck guard. Like, but anyway, that's. <laughs> how's, the, uh, how's the new Gatineau rink? It is sick. So it's the real it's, deal? It's not? It's sick. Like, it's as good as junior rink as you're going to find. Like, built, you know, for junior. Um, you know, the the visitor setup is really good. Um, you know, I haven't seen their setup myself, but obviously Louie, like my head coach now, was, was the GM 
head coach in, in Gatineau before, and he had a a lot to do with the design and everything. Oh, yeah. And and he showed me some videos and, and pictures and stuff from when they you know when he was there. And it's it's a really really good setup and um, just like the inside of it, like it's big but not too big. You know, every, the crowd everybody's on top of you, but um, you know it, it's. It's really nice. Like, yeah. they they did it right for sure. I like the seats, other black. Yeah, like it just looks from the pictures at least. It yeah. looks great. Yeah, and the, and like they've got the the natural lighting up top too that they can close, which are for afternoon games. But like you know, we're doing our morning skate there. They've got it open, just a cool vibe. Like um, the boxes are are nice, but it's like still close like, on top yeah, of yeah, it. Yeah. Exactly, and it's it's a really loud rink. They do really good with the with the DJ with the music with. Um, it's it's a it's an atmosphere that's fun for hockey fans or fun for your casual you know casual fans that want to go have a have a good time on a Friday night. Like I feel like that's a that's an event yeah. to go to in Gatineau rather than just strictly hockey fans. I gotcha. Yeah, I couldn't imagine right now. I heard Bacon Moe's one of the harder rinks to play in in the league, but now them having one of the better teams in the league, I couldn't imagine a road trip to Bacon Moe right now. <laughs> yeah, we, that must be hell. We've got one coming up. In oh, the second half so, there, sorry about so. that. <laughs> but uh, no, it's a tough barn to play in at the worst of times, but especially this year, well, it'll be. Uh, I I personally find Ramuski is the hardest a, a barn to play in for visitors. Uh, I just find like it's a pretty hostile environment in a good way. Yeah, you know, like it's fun playing there as a visitor, but I, I find it's it's tough. Like and what's it's sense? really like loud. The fan, yeah, yeah, the fans like there's no <laughs> there, there's no back to our bench. Like it's just like this little. Oh, like old rope. school, like yeah, like the fans like are Patty right Wall there. when yeah. he says the coach I'm, exactly. I'm done in Montreal. The exactly. fans are right there. there there's 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 nothing separating us and the, the fans in Ramuski, right? And, um, but just, it's super loud in there. They've got the smoke, you know, the smoke guns going off after every goal. It's, it's, you know, there's a lot of history in that building, obviously. Um, it, they'll do a really good job with the Mem Cup too. I don't know if you wanted to get into that, but no, I'd love they, to. They'll, they'll do a really good job. Uh, you know, it's, it's a bit, did you ever, did you ever go to Ramuski? Did you ever play in Ramuski? Nope, never played there. So it, it's a it's a decent sized city. Like you know, it's it's got everything you need, and and um, the, like I said, the rink, and I think they've got some money to put in some upgrades, obviously for the for the cup and everything. But I th- I think that'll be an electric electric barn for for the Mem Cup next year. That's exciting, yeah. especially if you're saying the fans are right behind the coaches. That could make for some well, good that, TV. That that might that, that might be one of the, the upgrades. <laughs> the I upgrades want. they make. You got people pickpocketing you. You're trying to yeah. coach, reaching for your wallet. Put a bench in there. <laughs> no, I've never been to. I was gonna when Sid retired. I was gonna go to Ramuski and drive, but this was back when I didn't even have a phone, so I couldn't. I didn't even have like my GPS on my phone. So I couldn't get, I didn't know how to drive there. I wasn't using a map. So I was going to go, but never did. But I, I'd love to get there one day. What's the drive? 14 hours must be around no, there. No, not even. It's, 10? It's, uh, it's about two and a half hours past Bathurst. So oh, that's not bad. Yeah. So it's, uh, for us, it's a little longer, but like it'd be, I don't know, nine or 10 hours from here probably. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, uh fuck the Mem Cup. I got it. It's a special place in my heart. I don't know why. Just love it. Yeah. Just, just a fun time. And it goes into the summer too. It's yeah. fun, like golfing and yeah. coming home and watching a Mem Cup game. Just yeah. a good time. Yeah. So, hopefully, uh, hopefully we can make a push and try to get there too. And you know, with the, uh, you know, like to see, like to see us get to a get to a Mem Cup in Cape Breton here sooner than later. Oh, imagine. Yeah. Keep your coach open. Yeah. I call it dibs right away. <laughs> I'm sure you already got other family members, but whatever. How's your uh, brother doing? Good, yeah, yeah. yeah that's uh, I went to the game with him last night. Him, and my old man. Um, he's he's loving life in West Kent. Is he? Yeah, they've uh, they've got a good squad, man. They're top twenty in the country. No way. Yeah, they got a nice barn up there. Yeah. We stream up there, and yeah. it's it's really nice. Yeah, so he he really enjoys it. He's 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 liking getting in getting his feet wet in the junior side. Um, you know, I obviously keep we're, we're in touch. You know, a couple times a week, and you know talking systems and and what are we doing what are they doing and what's working and you know it's it's really cool to have uh, you know my brother that i can lean on in the same same industry same business yeah um you know he he does uh he does their power play i do our penalty kill so we're always kind of you know what what's what's working for other teams pks against you what's working for power plays against us like stuff like that so it's pretty cool and um 
yeah, he's he's doing great. Him and him and Ollie are doing a great job there in, in West Kent, and um, yeah, he's he's living the dream. I remember when I don't know where we were. You guys might have been a PEI, and dudes and I were there for a tournament, and we had a couple beers, and you guys were talking in the basement, but like it was, you guys were talking like systems, and while we're watching a game, and you guys were debating things, and I was like, man, you guys are the biggest hockey nerds <laughs> ever. But it was like it was enjoyable to listen to you guys debate about you know, a system, you know, it means nothing, but to you guys, it means the world. And yeah. we're watching like an NHL game. You're like, no, he should have went here. Oh no, he should do this. And I don't know. It's just, I enjoy listening to hockey brains, especially someone that consumes it for their entire life. It's just, I just love it. Yeah. That's, that's, you, you need to be a hockey nerd to, to, to be successful, I think. And, and, um, you know, you got to watch everything. You gotta, you gotta talk to everybody, you know, it's, yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, that's the big thing. I, I like, you're never going to figure it out on your own. You know, nobody's going to reinvent the game of hockey. It's, 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 uh, slowly things change, but it's from a, you know, I talk to you and then I take a piece of what you're doing, add it to what I'm doing. Then somebody talks to me, takes a piece of that and adds it to what they're doing. And, um, it's pretty cool that way. Yeah. I kind of wish they like, not that I have anything against the NHL, but like the, the coat, like Martin in Ottawa, it's like, that's great. But like, I wish they a little fresh blood, a little, it's an old boys club in a sense like that in terms of like the coaching side, but like I do wish every now and then they would bring up some guys from the A that are younger and a little new blood. And teams have started to do that. I think yeah. I think Ottawa will. I think this was just a temporary. Like I don't think he's gonna be the long term answer there. I don't. No, I'm, maybe I'm wrong, but you know, uh, you look at uh, you know it is starting to become more of a trend that American League guys are getting shots. Um, uh, what's his name? Greg Cronin, who was grinded it out in the American League for a long time. He's now the head coach in, in Anaheim. Yeah. Um, you know, uh what's his name there in Edmonton, uh that that got hired. Knobloch. Knobloch. I was just about to say he's yeah. an Edmonton fan. Knobloch. Yeah, my one of my best buddies is is a diehard Edmonton fan too, so we can get into that a little bit if you want. <laughs> no, we're not getting into that. But, I listen uh, <laughs> to it all day for him. <laughs> but uh yeah, Knobloch. So yeah, I think um you know, I still think uh you're gonna see, you know, some some recycling but like like i i think to an extent um experience is is something that a lot of teams are and especially a team like ottawa right now with the just stabilizing that ship you know maybe a little bit because they do have a good team like you know i saw them got to see them a little bit uh in the preseason like they played they they dominated pittsburgh yeah so they looked great yeah and sometimes like you, you and as much as you know, people want to bash analytics and, and things like that. You look at, um, you know, goals scored above expectation versus goals scored below expectation. And like Edmonton is like by far the worst in the league on, you know, they, they've created a lot more than they've scored, <laughs> Not to, but like you look at that and, and sometimes, you know, the pucks just don't go in or the pucks, you know, you get some bad bounce the other way and pucks find their way in. And that's, I think that's a little bit what's happened in Ottawa and it's just kind of snowballed to the point where, I like from everything I've been told and heard and read, the guys love DJ and love playing for DJ. And I, you know, I don't think they wanted to, but I think it just got to the point where something needed to happen. Just in terms of the fans, like you got to look at, we're trying, we're going to do something up. Sometimes the coach has to take the fall. Most times the coach has to take the fall. Yeah. I mean, I, I saw a stat this morning that there's only six coaches left, um, who were with their team in the 2019, 20 season stop yeah it's like it's like uh well coop uh cooper um sullivan pittsburgh um and then you're getting into like sheldon keefe yeah uh he's like the fifth longest serving head coach now in the league like with the same team which is it's crazy to me in a market like that that's a that's a feather in his cap but still it's only four years like think about that like yeah like uh, coaches are hired to get fired a lot and and that's you know everybody understands that we all know that we all get that's part of the business but um and that's why you know you take a look at a guy like john cooper you know why has he been so successful for 10 years and mike sullivan too i mean they both have elite players on their roster but i think they're both elite uh people people yeah exactly like cooper's post-game interviews or pre-game interviews whatever anytime the guy talks yeah it's just pure passion coming out of his mouth you don't even think he's a hockey coach. He's just like a, a mentor. Yeah. He's just it's pure passion. It's fun to, especially in playoffs. Yeah. yeah, I know some of the players don't like those cameras in the room and during playoffs at pregame, but man, those cameras capture some really cool moments from Cooper. Yeah, just pure 
you know, you use the word general again, just, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. He just connects with, he just connects to his players. He's a guy who you want to go through a wall for. Yeah, exactly. And there's not a lot of guys in this world that I want to go through a wall for, but that's just one of those guys. I never even met him. Yeah. It's just, he can't explain it. It's just to get that personality. Yeah. Yeah. It's you pretty know? cool. He's, he's definitely the guy I look up to the most and try to, you know, read as much about him. Oh and yeah. Take, oh yeah, for sure. I mean, he's another guy like me that, you know, didn't play the game at a super high level and, you know, just is a, is a relationship first guy and things like that. And, um, I don't know him, but you know, I know like Chad Cassidy that I worked, worked for, for a bit there here in Cape Breton, like they're pretty tight and, no and, and like Derek Lalonde and, and those guys. So, you know, I would always kind of try to pick Cass's brain about Coop and, and, uh, Newsy, they call them and, and things like that. Like just guys that, have grinded it out, found their way and, and, uh, you know, didn't play in the NHL, which is obviously more coaches than not, you know, we're pretty established NHLers and things like that, but, um, or at least American leaguers. But, um, but yeah, those are why, you know, those are kind of guys I look up to. I remember when we went to the NHL draft in Vancouver and we got lucky enough to be in the same hotel as all the coaches and players and stuff. And there was a lot of like Q coaches that went to this. Yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, okay. Yeah, it's like uh like it's basically personal development. Okay, it's like, sure. It's like a yeah, yeah. That, that would be a great opportunity to somehow like meet him, shake his hand, just say hello. Yeah, I'm. You I, know, fully planning on going. Uh, this I was supposed to go in Nashville last year, um, but uh, had my buddy's bachelor party going on the same, <laughs> at the same time. Where was it? Well, I was in Florida. I didn't I get can't to go, miss that. It, but I did miss it. That's oh, you a whole did miss story. it. Yeah, Air Canada. If you're listening, what? yeah, I'm. The flights were just a mess. No. Yeah, it was pretty brutal. Pretty brutal. You missed your buddy's bachelor because of Air Canada. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, anyway, um, really hoping to get to Vegas. Is that where year. it is this the, year? The drafts in Vegas, and uh, you know, get to the get to the coaching course and and things like that. And obviously, with us, we have two two prospects that'll be getting drafted, so get to be there to support them too. Um, this draft, so and plus it's Vegas. I've never been so. No, me neither. And it's in the sphere, the draft. What does that mean? Like, oh, the, oh, yeah, the the big yeah. Uh, the ball. Yeah, stop. Yeah, that's pretty sick. I know you guys should go. Vegas, Vegas, high button does Vegas. Can you imagine? Yeah, the I'm, sphere. That thing looks sick. They're doing the draft in there. Uh, yeah, I'm so pretty you can sure. fit like ten, twenty thousand. I in think there? so. Yeah. See now you got the brain going. <laughs> what month is it? June. June. Yeah. It's imagine end of, end of June. Right, right after the meltdown, just head right there. Boys, I'm telling you, Vegas. That so yeah, I'm I'm planning on being there this June. Yeah, it was draft. a cool experience. Just that was my first. That was when we went. Like I was just, I was 20 through 20, 25. I was young, and just like I, I was there not to get ahead. I was just there to party and try to interview some people outside the draft. And I, we, my buddy, uh, was there for business from Nova Scotia, and he just happened to be in the same hotel as the NHL draft people. So he let us like sleep on his floor. But I just remember walking into that hotel lobby for the first time and just seeing like the professionalism. Like you see all these NHL coaches, you even see some of these, you know, 17, 18 year old kids getting ready for the draft. And it was the first time just seeing behind the scenes professionalism in that lobby. And it wasn't like a huge eye opener, but you think back on those moments and you go, well, those are the guys who are doing okay in life because they take their craft so serious. I mean, me, I'm showing up in the lobby like back then, a little hungover, a little, you know, not focused. But you, you think of those moments from back then and you go, man, those are the, those are the pros. Yeah. Even though they're 18 years old, they're still pros. Oh, and it was just, yeah. it was a cool, I'll never forget that draft. It was a very big eye-opening experience for myself and dudes as well, just to see how the other side acts and takes their craft serious. Very cool. Yeah, it's super cool. And I'm, like I said, super excited to to have a few of our guys kind of experience that too and and both of our prospects are like you said they're they're pros they carry themselves like pros already you know 17 years old and mm. um you know especially uh yeah like goalie our goalie Malota yeah. um the first year guy uh coming from Czech uh, took Canada to the overtime in the gold medal game this past summer in the Ivan Holinka um you know struggled a little bit out of the gate just you know first three or four games and ever since he's been lights out, like he's, he's top five in the league and say percentage goals against average shutouts, everything as a 17 year old rookie. 
I love that stuff. Yeah. I just love it. Like, like going back to the start, you just, you get to see it. Yeah. It is cool seeing it on ice, but everyone gets to see it on ice. You get to see it from behind the scenes. You get to see the maturity grow behind the scenes. That's just a rare look into the, the world of hockey. Yeah. It's pretty sick. Hence yeah. why I think I like behind the scenes content. Yeah. I think, I think, I think we'll have some behind the scenes content coming out here soon. Shout too. out to Brad. Yeah. <laughs> a little bugger had to leave us. Big Brad. Doing well though. Yeah, he's a great guy. He was a great ad for us, you know. Uh, a little too good. Yeah, he's. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we've added a few guys actually in the in the front office. You know, Joey had ad. Um, yeah. Uh, on the business side, he's been lights out, great for us. Um, uh, with with him and and Nick McGilvery too, we hired him as our new game day guy this year, and uh, with Brad. They've been doing a great job for us off the ice. Um, and I think, you know, that, that helps the players too. You know, the players love that stuff. You know, they, they like being involved in these, you know, quirky little videos and things like that. And, you know, getting to share it on their own Instagram and all that stuff. And that makes the mood more enjoyable for them on a daily basis. Like, it's not just, okay, come to the rink, practice, go to school. Like, Hey, there's something else going on here too. Like part of a, overall bigger organization here and i think it's been great for us yeah it's definitely changed from in that aspect of having a little bit more of a fun environment not just all work 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 serious put the puck in the net go home sleep eat come back to the rink do it again it's definitely adjusted to like people's lifestyles a little bit better yeah. i think looking yeah. from the outside in and especially you know in for a team that travels as much as we do and spend as much time on the road like um as we do like when we're home for those stints you know, like a, a week here, a week there, just to, to have a little bit of fun away from, you know, yeah. away from on the ice. Not even necessarily away from the rink, but yeah. just away from on the ice is, is huge for them. 100%. Yeah. What What's the, speaking of like on the road, what's the schedule look like right after Christmas break? Where's Are you guys at home or are you guys on the way? Yeah, so we, we finished, whenever we like finish on the road before Christmas, we always start at home after. You know what I mean? So if you've. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I got so, you. so yeah, we play. So guys will be getting back in on the twenty seventh. Uh, we're gonna practice at East Dance. No, no, no. <laughs> that was because we finished or we started in Halifax. That was such a fun day. No, that was great. I can't believe that was for, like almost five years ago. But uh, I actually took another puck off the shin uh, this year. <laughs> Tough. But that uh, was like the first thirty seconds I of know. the video. Yeah, brand new player too. Like, well, was it? Yeah, we just, we just picked him up at the, yeah, like that's the funny. trades and stuff. But so we started in St. John or against St. John on the twenty eighth in Sydney, and then uh, we've got the Hurley Cup after that. What's the Hurley Cup? You know, us in Halifax. The oh, 30th, sorry, it's right, Bell, Bell yeah, Nova Scotia. Close. Yeah, they're right behind you there. Yeah. There you go. That jersey. That's such a fun game. Oh, I know. And it's fun because some guys get to squeeze in there that aren't usually exactly. on the team because the World Junior guys exactly. are gone. That's the only – I was there because Ferk was gone. Yeah. It's, it's the best uh, – Yeah, so like uh, – It's fun. They'll be missing their three guys, right? So there's some some guys might be able to get in. And there's some local guys like Welsh is on the moose right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. Welsh and uh, we've got a couple other guys, uh, McKenzie. And, um, but, um, yeah, so we play in Sydney on the 30th at 3 o'clock – and then both teams will be getting on their bus coming to Halifax as we play at two o'clock the next day. So we'll we'll leave right after the game in Sydney, stay in Halifax, get up, play, and then head back. And then um, we head to Quebec right after that. We, on the second of January, we head to Quebec. We play Schwinnigan, Quebec, Victo, and a three and three. So it's pretty right back into it, right? Like yeah. I think that. So that'll be six games in less than two weeks right off the hop right back out of christmas luke's and, probably still in cape breton just on the ice just waiting he doesn't yeah, want to take his gear yeah, off ex probably exactly. if he's hot right now exactly he just wants to get her going yeah so um yeah that plus the you know obviously the trade deadline is coming up and some moves were made already but it's been pretty quiet so yeah. far especially for the queue but i think that makes sense like i was because i was talking about before the parity in the league is is really good and you know there's uh, like even though Baycomo is like I said setting records right now with 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 uh, their first half, I still think um, you know there's some other teams that still feel like they can give them a run. I saw you don't have to answer this, but I saw something on Twitter the other day like Halifax Moose said Jordan Dumay not for long. Is there anything to that? I don't think so. Okay, I don't think so. There was like 80 likes on it, so I was like, oh maybe this guy's legit who tweeted it out. No, I I okay. I doubt it. Um, I ser seriously doubt it because they're good. Yeah, they're good. Why would they? I mean, they have arguably well, they have the best goaltender in the league. They have the 
arguably the best decor in the league, one through six, I would say, like one of the top two or three anyway. And um, and you got the defending leading point cool. scorer in yeah. the league too. So, I mean, that's a pretty good recipe to – I mean, they're probably going to make a few moves just like anybody else. You know, yeah. it'd be tough to go find another – Lawrence Doucette combo just because I don't think that exists like this year you know there's a lot of big names traded last year which is you know you don't see that every single year you know Riley Kidney Melanson like all these guys getting moved to Doucette Lawrence so um there'll be some movement I I think I mean that's a little above my pay grade uh, in terms of like knowing what's going on but um I just I'm gonna coach whoever they give me (laughs) now but uh I think I think you'll see our team stay pretty much the same like you know we our core is still very young you know like the Squires the Burbage the Pattersons the Dags the Lavois um you know these guys are all 18 and younger Shields you know so we've got a we've got a really good core of you know those 05s 06s and uh Malota throw him in there and then a coin and um We've got a really good balance of, you know, some older veterans like, you know, the Cam McDonald's, Zach Biggers, Connor Shortalls that um, have been in the league for a long time and are good players. And then, you know, that bridging that gap to our, our younger guys, but even our younger guys like Squires and these guys, it's their third year in the league. Yeah. So they're not, they're yeah. still young, like physically, but they, you know, like I said, Squires is a 30 goal scorer at 17 and he's, he's had a, he had a pretty solid first half again this year too. So, yeah. Well, do you mind talking about that? Like how we battled back? Squires? Yeah. From? Oh, no. Who had cancer? Oh, no. That's Newcomb. Oh, Newcomb. Yeah, My yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. How, so, the, behind the scenes from that aspect. Yeah. Was it? For for us, like, he's a, I mean, Nuke, for example, like, the boys call him Sid. Like, what? because that's, he just carries him, like, everything you described about Sidney Crosby, about how he carries himself, how he Chinstrap. treats the game, how he treats life. That's Nuke, like he, and he's from just down the road here, right? He's a Sambro guy. Is he? Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a top-notch human being. He's always taking care of his body, his strength, knowing what he's what's going in his body, and it's and, always uh, those guys, the guys that like take care and like they put, and then and then something like that happens. Yeah, it's, it's super. Obviously, pretty <sighs> devastating news for for him and his family, and I don't want to get into it too much because I know, yeah, um, you know, respect their privacy and. Um, for us, you know, it was kind of a rallying cry. Like you can see here, like we're all wearing these, like got these made kind Nuke of right 91. away and, um, you know, been staying in touch with them throughout, you know, not over flooding them, but staying, making sure we're all staying in touch. And, um, it's been pretty incredible to see him to, to beat it and, and, uh, keep his weight up and keep his, you know, his mind good. And he's been staying on the ice some with Jill and with, with the max here and there. And I think with Smew too. So, um, it's it's been awesome to see him you know beat this thing and we're hoping i i mean still not sure about a timeline of return Mm -hmm. and and things like that but he's coming on a couple he's he's came on a couple trips with us like he was with us this last trip before christmas um you know skating skated with us our team morning skate in charlottetown and then skated with me um by himself on the saturday morning in, in moncton and um, just to have him back around the team some mm-hmm. and things like that. It's, it's been a big boost for us and our guys and everybody. Like, he's just a born leader. Like he's not a big rah, rah guy. He's just one of those guys that does everything right. And if you're not doing something right around him, you're feeling bad about it. And you're like, okay, I can't do this. You know what I mean? Like he just commands that type of, um, uh, respect and from his teammates and hopefully knock on wood hopefully we get him back whether it's some point through this season or next season you know we're 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 looking forward to getting him back in the lineup because he's a heck of a player too I mean, you know th- situations like that must bring a team together you know yeah. it just might it just makes you want to work harder for the next guy to your yeah on the bench you just you just I don't know. exactly and, just, and and that's the thing too like you know if you're fe- and we didn't even have to say this like the guys just know yeah. like if you if you're feeling, you know, ah, I don't really feel like going tonight, or you know, I'm not. Yeah. It, like, okay, what would Nuke do to be in your situation right now, ready to play? You know what I mean? And and that's a big reason why I like we're happy with with the way we played for the first half of the year, and I don't think we took a lot of nights off. Uh, we did, obviously didn't win as many games we would have liked, but I don't think it was from lack of effort or lack of of um, you know grit or, or determination because I in the back of everybody's mind is. We, like nuke nuke would do anything to to be in my shoes right now ready to 
get out there on the ice with us, right? Type thing. So, um, but yeah, uh, Nuke's the man, and I love the kid to death, and looking forward to having him back in the lineup. That's great. I didn't know he was right from down the road. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, how much time are we at right now? Uh, 55. 55. You're just a pure talker. I love it. 55 minutes flies by. Um, I always love getting advice from hockey brains, but it depends on the age group. I got to ask. Let's go. Uh, let's go U, U16. Let's go Major Midget. Right before junior, right before college, whatever route you decide to yeah. choose. Choose, excuse me. What's the uh, what's the advice? I guess in terms of making the next step. You're 16 going into junior. You're probably not going to be that top guy. What's your advice to that 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 person? Maybe making that leap and trying to make an impact on their team, whatever if it's junior college, whatever it may be. Yeah, I think it's first and foremost. Um, separate yourself in some way from everybody else whether that's you know being the first one in line and knowing every drill that's going on and paying attention like that you know those are things that not 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 being an ass kisser not or anything like that just being prepared and showing that you're prepared and you're you're ready to listen and and things like that um you know doing things that a lot of people don't like some people do it most people don't like going to the net going like honestly it's tough to get guys to go to the net on a consistent basis these days like you want to score goals like go watch Brennan Gallagher yeah exactly and like just things like that I think um you know whether you can you know everybody can toe drag everybody can you know skate pretty well now everybody's like the the difference is not that big it's it's finding the the things that can separate you in the smaller ways um that make the biggest impact i think i like that yeah well said yeah be visual be watch first and then act see what you're see what the team's missing exactly and like you know um just be prepared to step outside your comfort zone a little bit if you need to right like i think attack your weaknesses in the off season i think is huge you know um you know, you're you're say you're like you said that you're playing U18. You play you have a pretty good year in U18, and you're drafted. You, say you're a seventh, eighth round pick, right? Okay, what got you drafted? Okay, is it because you put up a lot of points and and you're a you're you can play offensively, but your defensive game maybe isn't great or your wall play isn't great, or did you get drafted because you can skate and you're big and but you you're lacking some goal scoring? Well, okay. What got you drafted? Sure. Now, what do you need to do to improve the other side of things? Attack that in the summer, right? Like, if you're if you you you're good with your puck skills, well, work on your wall play in the summer, right? If you're good at your wall play, well, work on your puck skills a little more in the summer. I think that's a lot of kids um, want to keep getting better at what they're already good at, mm-hmm. which is fine, right? I'm not saying don't don't work on that, but I think the biggest thing to 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 make that jump is being able to attack and improve your weaknesses. Yeah. When you look at the NHL, you don't see any guys that don't pretty much have an all around game. Like most guys are pretty responsible defensively. Yeah. Pretty skilled offensively. Not going to turn the puck over too much. You see, you don't see too much one way, not the other. Yeah. And then like, that's the kind of like going back to what we're working on after practice. Like we're attacking guys weaknesses Mm. after practice. Oh yeah. Like, and that's, that's like individually. Yeah. 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 So like, you know, one of our defensemen, uh, you know, we're doing individual video clips, you know, all weekly or whatever. And one area he kept struggling with, very specific area, but the kind of like the retrievals, the bump back strong side on his back end. Okay. okay yep. So he's going yep. back to get a puck and, and he's got pressure and he's, he's good at, you know, absorbing the contact, but he was just not able to um, success, like, you know, consistently execute that backhand like are you talking about the guy side. coming below him with the speed like bump yeah. back is that what you mean yeah, yeah exactly sorry. okay so, yeah, so, yeah yeah so you know we looked at a couple pieces of video we looked at some nhl clips of the same type of plays and you his his top hand was like or his bottom hand was a little too high on these and that's why he wasn't you know he's kind of getting it off the toe a lot yeah and uh so after practice what do you think we're, we're just doing 25 30 of those you know, no pressure, and then I pressure him a little bit, and just working on the bump backs, like something very, yeah. very simple, small and simple, but something that translates big time into a game. Because yeah. you know, he goes back and and doesn't execute that in a game, and they turn the puck over, pucks in the back of the net. Now, now, even if it's 
30 seconds later, right? We don't execute that breakout. Okay, nobody remembers that play, but they have it in the ozone for a little bit. They kick it out. Maybe that goal doesn't end up being his fault, but because we didn't execute the breakout, that's why the puck's still in our end. And that's yeah. that's a big thing that um, we try to keep pushing on our guys is every every action has a reaction, right? Like every, like we get these good offensive chances because we play good defense, right? You can't you can't just take do nothing in the D zone and hope for a a break the other way. Like mm-hmm. all of our grade A good off, offensive chances come from playing good defense whether that's in our d zone or whether it's in the neutral zone whether it's on the four check yeah. you know like that's a big thing I, I always find nhl preseason you can really find out who's in the nhl and who's going down to the a it's such an exposed time of year where you can just clearly tell i think that there's a huge difference between a full-time nhler and a guy that's up and down huge night and day not even close well, it, like it's just not even a conversation it's just it, but you can only really watch during preseason yeah because you can see these guys get exposed and they're great players but man, the NHL is another beast. Exactly. Holy smokes! Well, like you look at, um, like I was at the Florida Ottawa game in Sydney the night before they came okay. and played here, and uh, like Ryan Lomberg, who's a good fourth liner for Florida, you know, like was clearly Florida's best player, uh, you know, playing that game. Yeah. You know, and so here's a guy that's a, like I said, a fourth liner in the NHL, which is great. But just to your point. You know he's by far the best player playing in that game for for Florida. Yeah. You know, and night and day. Ottawa obviously had a few bigger dogs playing just because of you know Drake's playing and then and things like that. But Lomberg is when you started talking about that, that's exactly what I thought about because it's it's a huge huge jump and you know you can tell too like you know the young guys with the skill like you know obviously having Coach Noss like Evan Noss like. He was playing in that game too, so I was watching him. Nice. Every you know the whole time he was out there, and you can tell that his skill set and his skating is is going to translate to the NHL level. He just needs some needs yeah. those reps in the American League, and ninety nine percent of guys do right. Yeah, hundred percent. It's a great league, the A. Oh. you see a lot of great players come from it. Oh man, it's needed. Yeah, most people, most Big players. Time. Excuse me. Yeah, um, Ants, I got to let you go. Yes, you are sir. the man. Thank you very much for coming on. I look forward to watching you in the new year. Who's calling me right now? Who's the man? John Sam. <laughs> <laughs> um, up, he's got his two lines. I should going answer. On, eh? No, no, I'll let it be. What's that? Yeah, yeah that's what he's calling me about. Yeah. yeah. He just. I got a little camp going on Thursday too. East stands. Oh yeah. Yeah, and he stands. Yeah. Thursday. Yeah, just a one day thing. Yeah. The twenty first. Yeah. What time? Uh, just all, like day. all day. Yeah, I got U seven, U nine, U eleven, U thirteen, me and Cody and uh, all um, Braden Schmidt. That plays for us okay. from Truro. He's coming out too. So Gilly. Okay, nice. So if anybody's Good. listening, I still got a couple spots. So there you go. Promote the hell out of it. <laughs> All right, Ants, you're the man. Once again, tell the family I said hello yeah. as well, please. Appreciate and it, um buddy. like I said, yeah, we'll be seeing you in the new year. Okay, buddy. All right. Everyone Appreciate listening, it. thank you very much for tuning in. I'll say it again and again and again. Uh we're we're nowhere without the the listeners and the viewers. So thank you very much. That's we're out. Vibe. Happy holidays, everyone. Vibe. Peace. Vibe. Vibe. That's a vibe. Yeah. Uh that's a vibe, it's a vibe, and that's a vibe, yeah, yeah, uh, that's a vibe, oh, it's a vibe, and that's a vibe, yeah, that's a vibe, she want a vibe, that's a vibe, yeah, 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 that's a vibe, she want a vibe, that's a vibe, it's a vibe, yeah, yeah, late night, oh, it's a vibe. Let me slide, oh it's a vibe, yeah, yeah Dim the lights, oh it's a vibe, yeah Get high, it's a vibe, oh it's a vibe, yeah It's a vibe, don't you lie Your pussy dripping, gushing, dripping down your thighs It's a vibe, get high Digging deep while I'm looking in your eyes Vibe is the realest. I know you feel it. It's a vibe, different vibe. It's my vibe, nigga. All the bitches like it. Okay.
paid, so I got the ambiance, just where I want it. And if you get paid, it's solely based on your performance. My ego is enormous, like my crib in California. If you ain't got no heart, man, you're gonna need a donut. Now I said I'm from the corner of the ATL. Well, we got that clientele, avoid paper trails. Broke so many bells down that I'm shell sharp. I held Glock, sold rocks by the mailbox. Got a vibe, make a yellow chick turn the neck. Got a vibe, make a cougar wanna spin a chick. Got a vibe, make an Asian wanna botch. Got a vibe, make Italian want Versace. Carbon copies get declined. I'm the pioneer. Beat that pussy up. I need riot gear. Any volunteers? Gas in a zip block. Now that's loud and clear. This one out of here. This is our year. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. That's the vibe. Oh, that's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. That's the vibe. It's the vibe. It's the vibe. That's the vibe. Yeah, yeah. It's the vibe. Am I your type? Pussy tight, maybe I'll spend the night, yeah, yeah That's the type, what's it, what's it, why? That's the type of shit I like, yeah, yeah That's the vibe, it's the vibe That's the vibe, oh, it's the vibe, yeah, yeah. It's the vibe, yeah, yeah